Welcome back, folks, to the Mel Wright Show. This is episode 221. We've got a fantastic guest, folks. You're going to, I think it's going to be a fantastic discussion. We've got Bernice Ross with us, and she is the founder of Brocage Up Company, and she's well known in the real estate industry as a wise individual. Bernice, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers? Certainly, Bernice Ross, CEO and President of Brokerage Up and RealEstateCoach.com. And uh, I've been in the business probably for longer than most of the people have been on this earth. It's been a long time. <laughs> Started out as an agent, uh, ended up, and also I was teaching college full time. I had a little work life balancing going on there, and I did that for a lot of years. And ended up running and training for uh, the 4,000 agent John Douglas Company. Uh, they were based in Beverly Hills. They were selling, we were selling on the strength of our training, which I wrote, uh, we were selling a billion dollars a month in the 1990s with 4,000 agents. And part of the reason is the company really had tremendous tools and systems. And I saw, and I have those available for people today, except they're all brand new for 2020. We've got a whole new agent training program now. One of the things I've been very passionate about is the role of women in real estate. Here in the United States, uh, 67% of the National Association of Realtors, just based upon last year's, uh, on NAR's most recent uh, membership profile, 67% of the member, of NAR members are female. And yet, when the California Association of Realtors looked at their top 100 producing firms in 2017, they found only 10, excuse me, only 14, 14% were run by women. And after they got, you know, they kind of had a little meltdown over there about that, they decided to start Women Up. And so uh, I wrote the white paper for 2017. The one will be coming out for 2019. I'm working on the 2021 uh, white paper. So what, you know, I'd like to really focus on for the people who are agents, if you're thinking about starting a team or transitioning into uh, becoming a broker, some of the best practices, how do you make the transition? Of course, any other questions that you have, Jonathan, happy to answer because I'm up to my eyeballs and, and this, this initiative is something I'm very passionate about. Oh, that's, fan- that's fantastic. And I've got my great co-host, Robert. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers, Robert? Sure. I'm the founder of Inbound Real Estate Marketing. It's, uh, we are championing a, uh, a different type of approach to real estate marketing, uh, more uh, a deep a question, authoritative type of approach as opposed to the shallow drive people with uh, paid advertising to your website kind of approach. But anyway, you can find out all about me on my website, inboundrem.com. That's great. So, um, Bernice, what what do you see? You know, we're coming to the end of 2019. We're, we're coming to the beginning of 2020. What specific challenges do you think women um, real estate professionals face specifically um, in the market at the present moment? Funny you should ask, because I just was working on an article about that before we logged on. So the biggest thing right now continues to be the lack of inventory. And uh, we are on track to do about 5.47 million um, transactions in uh, 2019. That looks like that's in act. The actual average is usually five million. So we've been above in the number of transactions. But the problem is, Jonathan, that 
our inventory doesn't match the number of people who are coming into the market. Part of the problem is, pardon me, first of all, the boomers control uh, boomers over the age of, excuse me, over the age of 65. I believe they control almost 33% of the inventory and close to 50% for those over 50. So you've got part of Gen X and part of the baby boomers. They're not moving. And you've got that much of, in fact, I think it's 55%. So you've only got 45% of the inventory available that is not to that group. And we know that millennials right now make 50 purchase. They are responsible for 50% of the purchases. So you've got people who are early in their kind of real estate careers in terms of home ownership. And they, uh, they you know, they, they're ready for entry-level homes. They're getting married. They're having children. They don't have all that money or their homes haven't appreciated like they have if you're a boomer or a Gen Xer, you know, and the appreciation gives you that equity. So that's the, probably the biggest problem uh, that I see right now. Uh, interest rates are really good, so they're, they're supposed to hold steady. Generally, presidential election years are good. Who knows what's going to happen this year? There's too much craziness going on here. But, um, you, know, that's the, you know, that's the biggest thing. Now, if you'd like me to elaborate on some of the other trends, happy to do so. I'm going to let Robert um, see if he's got a question or he wants to expand on my opening question. No, I would go in a different direction. So if we're if we're not ready to do that, you should you should do a follow up. But if we're ready to do that, then I have a couple of questions based on the premise of uh, why we brought Bernice onto the show. Yeah, I think go go with your other okay. questions, Robert. So I'm I'm curious, Bernice, because my understanding is is that as so, so the topic of or the way it was presented to me when an email was sent over to me was that we were going to talk a little bit about vetting brokerages. And I know that you're passionate about women and women in real estate. So let's, let's angle the question from the female perspective so that we can, we can stay right in the center of where your passion point is. So you're a new female agent getting into the real estate business. Um, I'm kind of curious to know what would you tell that young female professional, how would you tell her to vet a, like a new brokerage possibility? What would you say to her? Well, the first thing that I would say is it's really contingent on what she wants for herself. Is she going to be happy in a smaller boutique brokerage, for example, where maybe there's eight to 20 people, very tight, kind of a real business family where they work and play together, you know, is that something that she's going to value that, uh, that, and that can be true for a guy too, this is something limited to men or women in this, where is a good fit for you? Do you want to be with a franchise? And a franchise is, you know, you've got the big brand and depending on which model you're looking at, each of them has different value propositions. What I would recommend against is going anywhere that does not have a strong, robust new agent training program. How do you identify that in the interview process? Forgive me for jumping in, but this is something that I've been curious about and I've been trying to get answers from from professionals because, because I have years and years of sales and marketing experience, but I don't actually have a real estate license and I've never sold real estate. So I'm curious to know you're in the interview process. You're a new professional, so you don't, you're not you who can easily leverage your experience and say, I'm not going with you unless you show me your training 
you may not be able to feel comfortable saying that. You may not even be able to get that from an interviewer. If, you know, if they're not, if they're not talking about how good their training is, then chances are it's not. <laughs> so, you know, and just, you know, if, you know, just say, may I see, you know, what are you doing? Uh, you know, I would ask, you know, I'm a new agent. I, I need training on how to sell real estate. And by the way, I have a brand new, new agent sales training program. So you can go anywhere you want. I'll teach you how to sell, but that's a different story. But the, uh, when you're vetting them, again, is the first thing I want to know is how, how are they going to help me get started? Do you have a mentoring program? Or do you have an agent? Uh, do you have me working with an experienced agent? Now, the problem with experienced agents, they all kind of do things their way and they're going to, you know, they're going to teach their age. If you have someone who's a trainer who is more skilled in different aspects of it, one of the things that I want to look for is reputation of the company, because that's very important to me. I was at Douglas for 20 years and their model was the sign of respect. And when you walked into a listing appointment, our agents had a look. People, you know, I'd walk in, people say, oh, you're with Douglas. They didn't, you know, they just from looking at us because Jack Douglas wanted us to be the most professional, the best educated, and the most consumer-focused company on the face of the earth. He says, I don't care if somebody's selling a $50,000 or $50 million property, they all get the same level of service. So me, that, to me, so that integrity and reputation in the community is important. The other thing is, does that particular brokerage have a presence in the market area that you want to become proficient in. One of the biggest mistakes that new agents make is that they try to be all, all things to all people. Robert, you're in the sales and marketing. You already know this. And you know, sure. you can't the choir here. Sure. So, and the thing that is going to succeed, you know, I love your title of your company, Robert, inbound marketing. That's, what works today. Outbound marketing is plastering all the billboards and everything out there like that. Inbound marketing is about getting referrals and developing one-on-one relationships. My most important takeaway for anybody who's listening to this for 2020 is that in 2020, the number one thing you have to do, and I don't care if this is an online lead, I don't care if it's, you know, a Open house lead, I don't care if it's a referral. The number one thing you have to do is get face-to-face with that person as soon as possible. And here's why. National Association of Realtors just released their profile of buyers and sellers for 2019 uh, just a few weeks ago. And this statistic now has been steady for about four or five years. Did you know that 75% of all closed listing transactions, so when they look at who closed the transaction, 75% of them hired the first person they talked to. Hmm. And what this says, the other thing, when they ask where did these leads come from, here's the most shocking statistic from NAR, and this has been steady now for about four or five years. If you had to guess what percentage, if you were to take Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, MLS websites, uh, agent websites, brokerage websites. What percentage of closed transactions come from websites? I don't know. Take a best guess, best estimate. Uh, I think I've heard some shockingly low numbers in the past, like 5%. Very close, 4%. Okay. That's the same as open house. And if you put a sign out in the front yard, open house goes up to seven. <laughs> um. 
And that is, that is an amazing piece of information and we really appreciate it. But I'm curious. So, so I just want to circle back to the original question and, and, and make sure that well, I understood your answers. Who is, who is the dominant player? Is there a company that has a high presence in the market area that you want to go to work in? Because people will hire people based upon how many signs are in the neighborhood. They're most likely to hire the person they've seen most recently. But you want to have somebody that has a good reputation, that has a presence in the area where you are, so that the company becomes your partner in helping you to get the, you know, the, the property sold because they have that reputation. You're sure. not having to go out and do it all by yourself. I really have a problem with the virtual real estate model mm-hmm. uh, because they're not supervising their agents. They don't have training. And also, if you're going into a company where your manager's sole purpose or the team leader's sole pers- purpose is to recruit, 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 I want to know who's going to be assigned to me to help me learn the business. And they don't have to be shy about asking that. Sure. Okay. So let me just repeat back what I heard you say. So you're, you're new female or male, but, but we're focusing on female. You're, you're walking to a new brokerage. So here's what I, I think I heard you say, and you can tell me if, if I got it right or not. So you're going to sit across from your interviewer and you're, gonna, you're going to, um, number one, hopefully before you arrived at the interview, you already did a little bit of driving around, a little bit of online research to help establish their online reputation, which is what you spent the latter half of your response talking about, various signs that, that this company has a strong online reputation. Uh, and then you're going to uh, ask them if they have a training program with a specific um, uh, focus on do you mentor? And then I don't know if I got this right or not, but it kind of says how much experience maybe do your mentor, would, would the mentors be, that are assigned to me have? Or did well, I? What I, what I just ask an open ended question without getting too specific. The best thing to do is ask always when you're asking questions, whether you're working with a client or interviewing a broker about where you're going to go to work, uh, ask, you know, how, you know how, would you do, how, how would you describe your new agent sales training program? You know, can you give me some examples? Uh, what can, you know, what, uh, what can I expect? You know, is there, are there regular meetings? Is there something online? So you just, okay. you just want to understand. You're not trying to be in judgment. You're trying to find out. And um, I'd like to know, does, do they have any other new agents in the office? You know, okay. uh, large, some of the large firms are running 20, 30, you know, new agents through a month. Yeah. And they're doing that. And they're doing their training in a central, central location. It is, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But if the broker is the one you're with the small firm, the question is, if you're looking at a small broker, will they be able to help you because they're busy running the brokerage? Mm-hmm. So one of the things you want to know is, does the broker also have to sell to keep the brokerage afloat? And if so, then they're going to be busy with their own transactions. They're going to have less time for you than a manager or broker owner who does not have to sell. That's an interesting, I like that. I like that last comment a lot. That's really specific. And um, I I love the fact that it's, uh, I've always found that to be true, Bernice. Every business I've ever been in, you know, some, some small businesses are still, the owner is still doing 
certain of the sales work. And you're absolutely right in the sense that that always takes up a big portion of their time. I'm stuck in the same boat on my business and it frustrates the hell out of me. Jonathan, you were going to say something. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a great point. Um, but also um, your remark about the virtual agencies, uh, um, I think they're, they're really focused on the split and reducing the cost for experience agent um i they have much more attractive splits well that's one of their main selling points but i think excuse me for interrupting because this is something that uh i have a pretty good handle on Mm. is that if you fall for that you're getting suckered the um you can have a company that is not sticks you know sticks and mortar you know, you, you know, they're, you know, it doesn't have to have a physical location, but if they're worried about the split, you know, 0% of not, you know, hundred percent of nothing is nothing. And, you know, you want to look at how many closed transactions you can plan on doing that goes back to training, but why settle for a virtual brokerage when we have these hybrid models out there? And, you know, there are a number of them now that, you know, provide, you know, that, have a different model. We're seeing a lot of this. Uh, uh, I'll give you two examples. Uh, United Real Estate, Movoto. There are a couple of, you know, there are a number of different companies out there that are providing full service to their agents, but you, you, you're essentially 100% commission. The way those models work, and this is the way, you know, it's what I would encourage people to do, take a look at. If, you, if you're concerned about the split, I'm more concerned about how much I make at the end of the day, you know, how much goes in my pocket. So I want to look at their training and other things. But some of these models do full service. So you have an affiliation fee of maybe $65, $100 a month, something like that. And then you pay a piece of each transaction. So you're paying as you go. And then you pay your own errors and emissions. So you get a true 100% split they get, you're getting all the services. And what we've seen right now is we've seen a lot, you know, I, I saw one Remax franchise where they gave people three different programs, choose what you want. So, you know, find out what's available in your area. And again, I can't emphasize this enough. You're looking for that training first and foremost, because you want to know, you want to learn how to sell and, you know, make money. You're looking for what kind of management support is there if I have a question about a contract, will I have someone mentoring me? Do my contracts get reviewed before I present them? You just want to understand about how things work in that brokerage and ask about it. And if the broker gets impatient with you, it's not the right place for you. I think that's great. Uh, we're going for our break, folks. When we're coming back, we'll be discussing more with Bernice and a focus on tips, insights if you're a female um, agent and how you increase your success into O20. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've had a good discussion. 
So, Bernice, uh, I noticed with some of your recent interviews and that, you were saying, especially the female agents, it's linked to our last question before we went for our break, that they actually weren't that totally concerned about the split, that they were really interested in the culture and the just how the brokerage was run. Would would you still say what you've stated in previous interviews still applies? Absolutely. Again, it's about, you know, especially for millennials, the, um, the three things that were based upon, this is based upon three years of interviews with, you know, a, a lot, a lot of people, plus a number of new agent studies that I've conducted for California and the Texas associations. The number one thing that they, that, the uh, agents want when they're hiring a broker, they want to know that their broker has their back. You know, so if there's a problem, my broker's going to stand up for me and they're going to be able to have the knowledge, which was the second thing, the contractual knowledge to keep me out of trouble. So those are the two things that they want first and foremost. And then the third thing that they want, the top third thing, was they want a, a business family. And some people call it, you know, it's like having, you know, the broker sometimes, you know, one broker in the South, you know, talked about her uh, her agents as, you know, her babies. And of course, you, you use that in California or New York, you know, well, well, that would go over. But they are looking for this business family that works and plays together. This is what we've heard time and time again about what the agents want and what they expect from the brokers. So, if, you know, that fits you, you know, you're in alignment for what most people are looking for. So the actual issue of commissions, if, um, if you do ranking, it comes out about number five or six of what's most important. These other things are more important, the culture and the fit, because people live in the culture isn't right. That's great. Over to you, Robert. Um, so can I, can I once again tangent, because we're running out of time and I have... I have a question that's very near and dear to my heart, Bernice, and I'd like to ask it to you. So we've talked about the traditional things that you sit down and you mention inside of an interview when you're, when you're vetting a brokerage. What, if anything, would you tell somebody getting into the real estate business to start asking about technology? Because, And I want to frame the question for you before you answer. So... I have noticed that certain bigger companies such as Keller Williams, just just to name a big one, okay, they have available to their agents a massive technology package. Now, they don't train very well on it. And I want to say that clearly. They don't train very well. And depending on what market center you're going into, that market center may or may not be leveraging all the technology that Keller Williams has available. But as a guy that has consistently been more of an inside salesperson, if I got into real estate, I'd want to leverage my skill set, which is getting on a CRM, hammering out a lot of calls, doing a lot of online research, and spending less time out in the field and more time inside the office, for which, by the way, technology does make a really big difference in terms of being able to do that job do it well, do it efficiently, do it in an organized manner, following up correctly, all those different things using online tools. So do you have a set of advice 
that you even offer in this category? I am very qualified to speak to this, especially on the subject of Keller Williams, because I was acting VP of Keller Williams University and oversaw the creation of the new agent sales training uh, several years ago. And uh, okay. I still have a good relationship with Gary. Uh, and he invited me over a few months ago to see their new platform. Com- their new command, platform. yeah. Okay. They're not training on it completely yet, but there's a statistic that was on MN yesterday that says 61% of their agents have adopted it. So they're in the process of doing a whole revamp and the race is on to see who's going to have the platform. So taking the consumer from the time, the fight is over. Who gets to the consumer first? We've got Realtor.com is in there. Zillow is really in there. Keller, my bet is on Keller in terms of doing that. But, you know, there are other companies that are in it too. The thing that you're looking at to me, you know, your technology great is great. It is a tool. You still need to be face-to-face. And don't let that, you know, if you don't want to get face-to-face with people, technology is never, never going to, you know, you've got to get in front of them to get the signature. Sure. Bottom line. So in terms of if you're worried about a CRM, the company's CRM may not be the best for you. Craig uh, Grant, you might want to write this down. He has a brand new tool, and I'm blanking on the name of it at the moment, that you can plug in information about how you do your business and this tool will make a and if they teach hard it's 99 cents and this tool will give you the top three recommendations of all the crms that are out there for how you do business so that's the way i go about choosing a crm is by working with that tool and i send you the link after the show but it is a tremendous tool because it ranks all, it, it has got the detail on each of them. It's spent a lot of time researching this. And you want to choose a CRM that fits. Now, see, you're doing a lot of, uh, uh, you're doing a lot of uh, in, um, you're doing a lot of technology-based stuff, Robert. So you're going to want a tool that's going to accommodate those things and how you generate leads. And instead, you know, somebody's doing more face-to-face. Maybe that's a different tool. So it depends on what you're doing because it comes back. And I guess probably the biggest takeaway here on this whole discussion, each of you is unique. You need to find the brokerage that has the tools and systems that fit who you are. If I walk into an office that's my parent base and everybody's out cold calling, knocking on doors, that's not for me. If I walk into an office that's doing a lot of work with Instagram and YouTube, and, you know, they're real, you know, they're real tight close and they get a family. That's going to be good fit for me because it's what I want. You have to find what fits you. And that's the most important thing. Okay. So, so for somebody new, so I'm going to, I'm going to actually extrapolate on that a little bit from my perspective, which is, so guys, for some of you who are brand new in the sales business, unfortunately, that's, that's an answer that will only be given to you when you get experience because to, to Bernice's point, it took me well over a decade to understand that I'm more of a inside salesperson than I am an outside salesperson. That is something that I learned through experience. I door knocked, I ran canvassing crews, I did, I did a lot of different things before I finally settled on the fact this is like this is my comfort zone. I'm really good at it. So I might as well just stick with that particular skill set. Everybody has to answer that for themselves. And my advice to them would be to experiment. You can be in an Instagram-based office and still hammer out cold calls. There's nothing that stops you. And if you discover 
that you're a hunter, as the old sales adage used to be, somebody who really loves calling or knocking on doors, then perhaps you need to make a switch. If you discover that you're more of a teaching type personality where you like to educate, but not necessarily bug people when they're at home, that it just makes you uncomfortable. And it always makes you uncomfortable. You can't stop empathizing with the person whose door that you're knocking on, then probably you're going to go with what Bernice is describing as an Instagram YouTube office, because as long as you can be a teacher and get in front of being in front of the camera in some way or another, you can educate. The difficult part, though, is as marketers and salespeople, you have to pick one of these avenues or you're going to fail at this chosen career. You have to get out there somehow. It can be, it can be an educational way. It can be a door knocking way. It can be on the telephone. But you have to get in front of people somehow. That's my commentary. Bernice, if you want to add anything, feel free. All I say is you're 100% spot on. You've got to get in front of them to do the deal. Right. Yeah. And um, I've got a question that's kind of linked to what uh, both you and Robert just said. Um, I speak to quite a lot of agents and quite a few of them are female agents. And they have especially in, you know, how social media, how you really got to get yourself out in front of your local market through Facebook, YouTube. A lot of women agents say, I just, you know, I just have a problem about just doing that video and not getting myself totally prepared to do that video. Have you you got any... um, tips or insights about, and have you heard the same thing said to you? Uh, I have a, a great video that uh, we'll have produced shortly on how to go about doing that. I did with Greg McDaniel, who's the master of this, but a couple of takeaways. You know, when I point my camera at you and I ask you a question, I don't have to be on screen. So, the, you know, the thing that this is an old fashioned technique that works whether you're doing it in, you know, in person or on, you know, with video, that you want to become the mayor of your neighborhood and become that person who's the expert. So you set up your Facebook business page and set up a page that's about that niche that you're serving. So, um, you know, you want to label that niche. Um, you might have a website. You know, if I live in uh, area code 90250, then, you know, it might be life in 90250 or live in 90250, whatever that zip code is. Or you can say, you know, I live, uh, I live in Lakeway, Texas. And, you know, uh, then you're looking at, you know, live in Lakeway or lakesideproperties.com or Texas Lakeside Properties. But you're looking at something that describes that lifestyle. But then you go to a Facebook business page that is devoted to the lifestyle in that area and go out and interview people. And you can ask things like, uh, you know, interview the football coach, you know, if they're, they're you know, in the fall. Got the basketball season coming up. How's the team going to do? Interview people who are in business there. Where, you know, who's got the best peaches at the farmer's market in June and July and August? All of these kinds of things that are about the lifestyle and people like that. And the other thing you can do is, Jonathan, you know, if I were, you know, if I were interviewing you and I'd say, you know, Jonathan, you know, I just put, we just put your house on the market. Could you do a testimonial for what it's like to live here? 
you know, and what have you liked about it? Just a quick 60 seconds or so. I'm not on screen. And what that does, that's funny. You know what that looks like to Google? It looks like it's a testimonial for me. Because right. Google doesn't know that. So, and if you really want to leverage this, this is my best takeaway uh, for this entire interview. If you want to, so if you want to really leverage this, this is a great tip. And I want to say, Jonathan, do you have anybody else who lives in the area who would love to give a testimonial for what it's great to live here? And, you know, you know everybody's, you know, there's so many Instagram people out there that they're, you know, that they're dying to talk about and get on anybody's screen. And you get them to come in and, and talk to you about that. This is great stuff. <laughs> That's beautiful. Guys, I, I really love that. Those are two incredible ideas for social media, like, like daily or weekly social media content that I think would be highly relevant for an Instagram channel. Also, strangely enough, there are other platforms you can start to leverage with video. Um, I've been experimenting a lot with LinkedIn, and I've heard of other real estate professionals doing the same. And uh, I'm starting to see there's kind of like a shift in the perception of what you could and could not do with that platform as well. So don't don't count that one out. Um, I know Instagram's more popular; it's more likely to be more popular. But but professionals are exist more on LinkedIn. Instagram is a millennials kind of platform, and as you said. I know a lot of millennials are buying homes, but I, I just wouldn't count out LinkedIn if I if I was if I was I in the real estate some, some, some data on that. Actually, they're not on the millennials are not on, you know, they're on Instagram, they're on some of the other platforms, but cool. they, uh, they are on LinkedIn because they want those professional uh, you know, those professional relationships. So I have another really great tip when it comes to my friend Sherry McCormick about LinkedIn. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold that tip. John, let's do our last break and then have the tip be the bonus content. How do you, how do yeah, you that'd be that? great. Okay. So we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Uh, Bernice is going to stay with us for a little while, five, ten minutes, which you'll be able to see the whole interview on the MailRite website and also on the MailRite YouTube channel. But we're going to wrap up the podcast part. Bernice, um, what's the best way for people to learn about you, your company, and some of your great ideas and insights? Visit our website at realestatecoach.com. And if you're a new agent, go to realestatecoach.com forward slash new agent. We have a brand new online 24-7 training program, 21 hours of the best training. And it takes you from soup to nuts on how to start your business, how to market, how all the tips you've heard here today and hundreds more. Our listing presentation converts at over 90% has year in, year out. And it's all about your unique selling proposition, which we help you to create and using the latest tools and technology that are all in that program. Oh, it sounds like a fantastic resource. Um, Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Robert? Um, As always, they can find me at um, uh, inboundrem.com. And uh, we've been we've been hunkered down doing uh, technology development throughout the most of 2019, and 2020 is going to be a big year as we announce uh, a whole bunch of new uh, additions to our service line and new uh, new real estate templates and all these other great things. And you can find out all about that on my website. 
That's great. We'll be back next week with hopefully another great guest giving you great insights to make your your start of 2020 fantastic, not only for yourself, but also getting the results that you want for your family as well. We'll be back next week, folks. Bye. (laughs) 